Hey Mama, you're listening to Mama's Mission and I'm Deb and I'm very excited to have you with us this week. We have got Renee Christensen on as a guest and she is amazing. I got so many notes out of this episode, so many. So this is definitely one for the notebook and pen. Renee is a mum of seven, yes seven, she homeschools, she is a podcaster and author and her heart is so much for discipleship. In this episode we talk about how we can encourage you as mamas to disciple if you're feeling a bit mm, not too sure how to go about this whole thing and I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. It's a whole lot simpler than what you think. It actually involves just a whole bunch of talking, really. It's not about resources. It's not about using a whole lot of time that you don't have, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I hope that you enjoyed the episode because seriously, it is a good one. Hey, Mama. Welcome to Mama's Mission. Do you wish pointing your kids to Jesus could be simple? Are you overwhelmed with no schedule and good habits so what you want to achieve, like discipling, doesn't happen? Do you have the best intentions to read that devotion with the kids, but after a bit, you lose your groove and feel that pointing your kids to Jesus is too hard? Hey, I'm Deb. I too was overwhelmed with the concept of discipling my littles. I was inconsistent in showing my kids Jesus, jumping from one idea to the next, and I wish for some structure to my day to make that happen. I wanted some routines and ideas on how to point my kids to Jesus, but I kept telling myself this is too hard and it's going to take way too much time, until I found routines and habits. In this podcast, you'll discover what discipling your kids is and looks like, how to schedule time in to point your kids to Jesus, and what tools you could use to help you do so, so that you can be the mama living out her greatest mission, to show her kids Jesus. So grab a coffee, or maybe two, Kick back and get ready to launch into your mission. Hi, Renee. Thank you so much for joining us here at Mama's Mission. It's such a privilege to be able to um, pick your brain on all things discipleship. Thank you. I am very excited to be here. I'm passionate about discipleship, so I can't wait to talk to you about it. I know we're totally on the same wavelength here. So I'm actually super keen to see um, what we can learn from each other, actually, because, yeah, we're so on the same page. So before we get into it, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Sure. I am a homeschool mom of seven kids. I have from preschool, I preschool, elementary, middle school, high school and grown. So I have all of the ages right now. I'm married to Eric. Um, I started a ministry called Training Them Wisely, and it's about discipling your kids. And so I'm an author, speaker, podcaster, and love to talk about discipleship. That's awesome. Seven kids. You're amazing, by the way. Seven. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I think that would definitely keep you on your toes as well. It does. Yes. (laughs) So obviously, as I've shared, discipleship is something that we have the same heart for. What's something you think is holding parents back from getting intentional about it? So I think that there's a couple of things that can hold parents back. One is that I there are times that they just don't know how to do it and other times where they don't realize the need to do it. And I think just whenever you feel like you don't know how to do it, sometimes that can be so overwhelming because you want, you know, you have these children that you love, that God's given you to raise and you 
don't want to make a mistake and you want to be perfect about it. And so I think that that can be one way that people can be held back is thinking that they just don't know what to do. And another one is that in today's society, we send our kids to soccer camp to learn about soccer. We send our kids to piano lessons to learn how to play the piano. We send our kids to church to learn about God and don't always realize the God-given necessity of parents to teach their children about God, because that's actually what God has called us to do as parents. If you read in, in Deuteronomy, it says, um, you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So we're supposed to talk to our kids a lot. And that gives us a lot of variety right there to be able to talk to our children. But I think that that's some of the reason. Another reason can just be time. You just don't have time in your life. We're so busy right now and that there's not a lot of margin in our lives. Um, and that can be an, an issue. And another thing that I see a lot is there's such an interest in me time where we don't put others first to be able to prioritize our children's needs that God's given us. But if we if we're discipling from a place of love and reviewing it with the right heart motive and serving them, there's so much joy to be found in discipling. And it's easy to disciple kids. Really, there's so many practical, small things that you can do, many of which don't even take a lot of time that can still make an eternal impact on your children. And so it is possible, but I think it can be overwhelming at first I mean, you don't get a manual when you have a baby, you come home with the baby and you're trying to figure this out on your own. And a lot of people were not discipled as children to be able to know how to disciple their own children. So it's something that, you know, we need to learn how to do. You're so right. You've, you've touched on so many amazing things there. I love it how you highlighted, you know, it doesn't have to be as hard as what we may think, because yes. I think even the term disciple a lot of people think it's so intense and scary yes, yes. and it's not and I really mm. like it like I love that verse in Deuteronomy and that's something that you know is sort of like a foundation for my podcast but just as you read it I was like talk about it that yes, is just talk have a relationship <laughs> and talk that's yeah. discipling your kids that is crazy because I think some people think disciple and then you put that on Pinterest and it comes back with a thousand and one different things to do and you just are so overwhelmed you think that's it I'm not even going to bother but when you read that verse that's what it is just talking is. yes and that yes. is wow that's really cool. I mean, I got something from that. And I've read that verse how many times? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what's a piece of advice or encouragement you could give to the mum who is struggling to disciple her kids? Well, it's a marathon, not a race, right? And so it does not have to be done perfectly all the time. We have a while that we have to spend time with our kids and be able to talk to them and to be able to teach them about God. And so really, I think the first thing that as a parent you need to do is to make sure that your relationship with God is really strong because you need to know the Bible yourself 
in order to teach it to your children. If you're studying the Bible and reading it each day, listening to it, however it is that you're able to get the Bible into your heart, it gives you something automatically to be able to talk to your kids about. And so I think that just being able to, first of all, invest in in yourself in your time with God, that then you're able to do it. And then whenever you're discipling, I mean, you can just do small things. You can play scripture songs for your children. My children memorize 60 verses before they turn three. But the reason that they do is all I do is I play the same scripture songs while they take their nap and when they go to bed at night. And so by the time that they're talking, they know 60 verses. That literally takes me no time. I just hit play. They listen to those scripture songs and they have those scriptures in their hearts. They don't understand those scriptures at two and three as much, but they start asking me questions early on. They're like, what is grace? What is, and it's just, you know, I mean, I'm able to have these little conversations that you can have with preschoolers from these verses that they've learned, but they know the verses. And as they get older, they understand them more, but you've given them this foundation with no amount of time where they're able to have scriptures in their heart. And I think that that's just a small thing that you can do. Um, And just know that they're watching you is another aspect of discipling your kids. So my children, there's a couple of different things here. I love to spend time studying God's word. And so it's something that for years I've done for hours each day when I could. Um, And they did not know I had a quiet time. I realized because they said, why is it so important that you spend time with, that you have us have a quiet time, but you never do. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've spent in three hours every morning as soon as they would wake up. Cause I woke up three hours before them and I had my quiet time. I woke up, I shut everything. They didn't realize I was even having a quiet time. Not that you need to spend three hours or anything like that. It's what I was doing at that point in my life. You know, whatever amount of time that you're spending, but be an example for them. So on purpose, when they wake up, I continue to have my quiet time. That is not quiet, Yeah, but they're able to see that example from me. Um, And just in what I'm saying, whenever I do make a mistake, I apologize to them. And we talk about why we should be doing things in a different way. Whenever my kids, I always keep first Corinthians 13 up on my wall because I've found that pretty much every sin that they do is not, it's because it's against someone else is because they're not doing something with biblical love. And so when that happens, we're able to go and look at that scripture on the wall and be able to say, which part of love were we not showing? Because if we would have been showing love in a biblical manner, then that sin would not have happened. And so that's something that even my, I mean, my four-year-old was a, my three and four-year-old was able to say, keep no record of wrongs because it's something that we were able to explain to him so much. He'd heard those words so many times. And since love is one of the most important things, God says, that's something I really want my kids to understand, something I really pray for them about. And so that's something that I prioritize as I'm discipling them. I want love to be something that we talk about a lot. So I keep those scriptures on my wall so that we can talk about that. But I really think you just need to do what you can and not compare yourself to others. The thing is that God gave you these specific children for a reason. My sister is incredibly artsy. She does all of these Pinterest worthy art projects with her kids and stuff, things that I'm never going to do because that's not my personality. It's not my skills, but God gave me these kids and he gave me exactly what I need to be able to disciple them. So 
when you're discipling your kids, it can just be conversations. You can just be talking to them. I think just pick out a time of day that you're going to talk to them. That's easy. If you're already reading to them before they go to bed, make sure that you read to them from the scriptures, you know, get a kid's Bible that you're reading from for the younger kids. Just in your natural day, think through your schedule. When can you naturally do something? If you're dropping your kids off on the way to school, one of my friends, whenever she read my book, she started playing the actor version of the Bible on the way to school so that her child and her could talk about it. So she was able to redeem that time where he wasn't, they weren't doing anything spiritual. It's just a natural thing that happens five days a week. And so he's listening to the Bible and they're discussing it for 20 minutes, five days a week. That's a simple thing that time was already being used in some way, but now she's using it as a way to have a conversation about God and about the scriptures with him. So just little things that you can do in your life and everybody's going to be different how they can do it. And I say, you don't ever have to be like somebody else. What can you comfortably do that you would enjoy doing that you will naturally be able to do? And that's what you want to do with your children. How do you naturally talk to them? How do you, when do you have those times? Because so many people, for me, my personal one where I felt like I was a loser as a mom, all of these people had put down these dinner time devotions that they were doing, which was, you know, and it looks so great. And they're talking about how their kids are growing because they're spending dinner time. Well, I have a couple of kids with that are special needs and dinner time is not an easy time for us. Like, yes, we enjoy being together, but it's not a time that we're able to have spiritual conversations. And I was feeling like such a, I can't believe I'm just, I felt like a bad mom for not being Mm. able to. And it was because I was comparing myself to others. Right. So I just had to find times in my day that fit into our schedule and the summer is while we're weeding the garden. And you know, it's, it's those, but it's just having conversations whenever you have the knowledge yourself. And if you don't have the knowledge Don't let that stop you from discipling your kids. God has so much grace. Start somewhere. Start reading God's word. Yeah. Teach them what you're learning through that and you can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I've just got pages, like not pages, but you know, I've got so many notes here. You've just, I just want to go back to what you said earlier, because I love the idea about the scripture songs. Is there a specific uh, resource that, or, you know, specific um, name of the scripture songs that you used? Yes. So we have used Seeds Family Worship for our little ones. Yeah. That's awesome. We also have used Slugs and Bugs has one. Matt Papa has some. My older kids have enjoyed listening to those. And my older children, they actually like to listen to the Bible before they go to bed, some of them specifically because some of our sons have the names of books of the Bible. So just by listening to the book of Daniel so much, two of my kids have pretty much memorized the book of Daniel because they they were so excited when we were going to have a baby named Daniel that they just listened to it over and over again. So kids learn so quickly. They can memorize scripture so much faster than we can. And they keep can. It. <laughs> You're so right, actually. They put us to shame. But, and you know, that's such a cool thing. I love it how you're also highlighting, you know, we just have to not make this something extra. We just need to find a time that suits us. So what suits you might not suit me, like with the dinner time um, analogy you used. And 
then you just make it fit. And I really love that. You've just totally stripped away all excuses that people could have, really. It's just about coming alongside your kids, finding mm-hmm. a time that works in your schedule. Yes. And, and obviously, hopefully building your relationship with the Lord. But even you put in the beginning, like if you don't have the knowledge, like there is a whole bunch of grace coming your way. Yes. And I don't see any, like when I was um, homeschooling my daughter, sometimes it can be a daunting task or even teaching. I am a teacher by trade profession, but when you're teaching those older levels and you feel a little out of your element, you only have to be like a step ahead. You don't have yes. to be the expert. No. Just just a little ahead and yes. you can you can help teach and guide these kids. Yes. And just start somewhere because you don't want to feel like I think sometimes it can feel so overwhelming. I know it can for people to pick up the Bible and it looks so big and thick. But <laughs> Just start and God in his grace is going to, it's amazing how many times the exact scriptures that I read that day are the ones that you need for a question that one of my children asks. I mean, he, he is so good to do that. So He so is. You're a hundred percent right there. So you've written a book, which it's really awesome. And you've obviously, I mean, you've given us already so many tips on how we can actually disciple our kids. Could you give us, oh, I don't know, maybe another another way, um, maybe we'll go along the vein of conversation because this is what I think some parents struggle with. It is the thought, okay, yeah, let's talk to our kids about God. Um, how do we actually do that? So <laughs> could you give us an example of, you know, maybe perhaps a conversation you may have or coming alongside your children? Definitely. So this is a little different than a conversation, but one thing that my children and I do is that we read the same scriptures together. And after we read those scriptures together for the older children that can, they have phones that are, they're locked down. They can just text us, but they actually will text each other what we learn from the scriptures each day. And that way I'm able to see what God's speaking to each of them. They're able to see what each of us are able to see what the others are getting. And then once a week we get together and we can discuss it more thoroughly what we've actually been reading. And so that's just a simple thing that we're able to do that everyone can do it on their own time schedule because we don't all wake up at the same time. And yet we're able to still be reading the same things, talking about the same things. And then those conversations just naturally come up during the day where They're just, you know, oh, well that we shouldn't have done that because, oh, I read that this was wrong this morning in the scripture. And so they're able to, to do that. So that's just an easy conversation to have, um, with my children. And so just, you know, teach them to start reading the Bible as they get older. And another, whenever you have older children, I try really hard to, ask them questions as we're talking. So I have a list of apologetics questions that I've written. You can, you can actually find a list in my books, but I do, I go through those questions. I may or may not know all of the answers to the questions that I've come (laughs) up with. And if I don't, that's fine. I want them to know that I go places to look for answers as well. Um, And for my younger kids, just, it's so fun and simple to do things 
when you're coloring with them on their paper, just who made all this? Aren't you so thankful that God made all of these colors that we can enjoy? When you are going on a hike, look at the amazing creation that God made. Look at the patterns on the leaves. Look at what he did and how great he is. He's the creator. He's the almighty God. He can see us right now while we're walking because he sees everything. He's the God who sees. Whenever somebody gets sick, we've had um, one of our sons has been really sick for the past month. And so we've been talking a lot about how God is the healer and how God is with us. And just in each circumstance that you go through, whenever you know who God is and you know his characteristics, you're able to easily carry those into a conversation with them whenever they're seeing things. You know, if they're having trouble with friends and they're coming to you and talking to you about that, who is the perfect friend and who shows us how we should act as a friend is Jesus. He was kind. He was loving. What did he do? So just to be able to point them, just as you're having a natural conversation, when they ask a question, when you're talking about things, the more that you're reflecting on God, you can so many conversations, you can just easily flip over to where they are a learning conversation about God. Yeah. No, I just to make sure that you're having those relationships with them as you're doing it, because Yeah, that's, that's important and use resources. You don't have to make everything yourself. Um, for a while I was making everything up myself whenever we were doing our discipleship times, because we also do have some family time that I try to do on a regular basis in the months when I can, I can't do it all year long. Sometimes, like I said, in the garden season, it's outside in the garden, but you can use resources as well to help with your conversations to help with the quiet times so that everything, you know, everybody's reading the same thing. There's family quiet times and stuff like that, that you can do. So you can look for other resources to help you in that way. If it's something that you want to do. And some people want that, you know, because that's their personality. They want to be able to pick something up and be able to disciple their children in that way too. And if that's your personality, then then do it that way. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. I think with, talking about talking with our kids about it just more. And as you said, with the coloring in or outside, you know, just bringing God into it, the more you do it, the more natural it becomes because I initially heard about it, you know, when my daughter was younger and I thought this, yeah, I totally see the merit in doing it, but it's, it felt a little bit weird when we had these discussions and now it's just natural. And the more time you're in, the more time you're in the word and together, especially that's when those conversations come up and we're like, Oh yeah. Like that verse said, and yes, giving it that realistic context. And I'm thinking that's so much more effective than anything I could do. Like that's totally got God's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Uh, Relationships (laughs) are important in this discipleship journey, as we've highlighted, why and how do you foster them? So they are, incredibly important. (laughs) So I think it's really important that your children know that you love them, that you enjoy being with them Mm -hmm. and that you value them. Discipleship is a relationship. And so you absolutely have to have a relationship with your kids. And so I want my children to know how valued they are. Whenever I see them in the morning, I tell them it's Christmas morning every day because I get to see their faces. You know, I tell them Because I want them to know how much I enjoy them and how grateful I am for them. 
The fact is that they are huge blessings that God gave me. Yes, there might be trying times. I mean, potty training and <laughs> other difficult times. Yeah. I mean, children come, they're messy. They break things. They do, you know, there's frustrations with that. But, oh my goodness, you are the one that gets to enjoy those frustrations. It's just like my my seven children. I have three daughters first, and then we had four sons. And so I still find little toys and stuff from the boys, but I don't have toys laying around anymore from the girls. I mean, those messes are gone. And in yeah. the day-to-day, that can seem like, you know, a difficult thing. But just, just that they know how much you appreciate being with them. So since I do have seven kids, we do discipleship together as a family any day that we can, but I make sure that every day I have a one-on-one conversation with each of my children and that I have one-on-one time with them. And I think that that is incredibly important. And those conversations are not always centered on God. They're centered on what they enjoy doing They're so that we can have fun together and build a loving relationship And I want to make sure that they know I value what they value. As a result of this, I know so much about Rubik's Cubes (laughs) that I never would have thought to have known. I know so much about animals and science and I get to play soccer a lot of nights and I get to build with blocks and Lincoln logs and magnet tiles and all sorts of things. But I could choose to sit on the couch whenever I'm tired or I can choose to get up and be with them and they don't ask, I've, I've, I have children. They eventually stop asking to do all those things with you, Yeah, you know? So it is actually a huge privilege to be able to do it. And whenever you change your mindset to where it is a privilege to be able to spend that time with them. And you realize that those relationships, that they're people that are growing up and that it, it really matters that you have this loving relationship with them because I have the loving relationship with them. They will listen to me when I correct them better. Mm. They see who I actually am because I spend this time with them. And so they know that I'm very serious about how much I love God's word. They know how much I value it because we spend that time together, right? Because we have the relationships, because we have these conversations, but I would not, if I did not have a relationship with them and I was just trying to constantly teach them about God without that loving relationship, it would be completely different. It would not be received in the same way that it is when I have the relationship and we enjoy each other. And whenever we enjoy each other and want to be around each other and we're intentional, then we're naturally able to have more discipleship conversations because we want to be together. And I do, I want to be with my kids. My kids want to be with me. Those relationships matter. Yeah, I completely agree. Just with what you were saying, how relationships are really important. That's why it's not super effective to put all our eggs in one basket with expecting the church to disciple our kids because because it's highly likely that they don't have that really, really close connection or intimate relationship Mm -hmm. with the person who's teaching them as they hopefully would with you as their parent. Yes. Yes. And you know them so well, you know how to make them enjoy discipleship. And that is incredibly important to me. Whenever we are going to have a long conversation about something, I know what they like. I'll make them hot chocolate. We will snuggle on the couch. We will, you know, I mean, I know what they want to do. I make it cozy. I make it inviting. I make it fun 
because these are conversations I want them to want to have. And whenever we have our longer prayer times, you know, I make sure that it's, we'll line up the pillows on the floor in front of the couch. If we're all going to get on our knees and prayers, you know I mean? Like we make it fun. We might pray in a fort. We might just, I mean, cause I've got lots of boys right now. And so I meet them where they are and I make sure that it's enjoyable because I'm not going to force them. I guess I would force them if they didn't, I don't have to force them yeah. to spend time with God because I know since I know them, I know how to make it where they're going to want to. Does that make sense? That totally because I makes know sense. how to, how to spend a time with them in a way that they would enjoy. So my son who loves science, his first devotionals were science-based. They yeah. were because that was, that was what he loves. And so that was an easy way to draw him into both of those and for him to be able to understand it better. So just depending on the child, you don't have to do the same thing with every child either. Now, I love to do the same scriptures as they get older, but whenever they're younger and you're doing things, you can do it. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing. You do what works for them so that they're wanting to do it and so that they're loving doing it. I mean, that's, that's our goal, right? Because whenever my children grow up, I am not going to be there to wake them up and say, you need to spend time with God. That has to be something that they realize the value of themselves, that they have come to love. I want them to love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's, I mean, that's what I'm raising them to do. And I want them to know that the Bible's true. I want them to be biblically literate. I can do that part. I can teach them biblical literacy because I can sit there and teach them enough about the Bible to where they are biblically literate. But that desire has to come from him. And it's something that I pray for from before my children are born. I pray that they will desire him more than anything else. And that's a prayer that God will answer. And I work with them to make sure that they do enjoy that time with him and that they want to be able to do it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The gold, the gold. I'm just writing out so many notes. You are so right. You have to meet them where they are. Make it inviting. Mm -hmm. I love that word, inviting, actually. Because that's the aim of it, isn't it? Like, and they pick up on it too. Like when we're a bit like, okay, guys, time to sit down and read the Bible together. They know when it's forced and when you're, you're not really enjoying it. And all, I mean, if I, if you do, if I do have a listener out there that is in that predicament, making where it is a bit forced, all you have to do is ask the Lord to shift your attitude surrounding family discipleship because again as we've highlighted thank goodness he's a god of grace and he yes he will give you a bucket load of like enthusiasm you will not know where it came from exactly and you just start doing something and they you know it's so easy to forget things and that's why i think that the habits and the figuring out how to get it in your natural day is a is a wonderful thing to be able to do because then it's something that's just a normal thing that you can just add on to what you're already doing. So, yeah. Renee, this has been the best conversation. I would love it if you could share with the listeners where they can find out a bit more about yourself and, you know, your book and your podcast. I mean, I will link everything in the description anyway, but if you could share that with the listener. Yes. So you can find me on the website, Training Them Wisely. And from that website, you can find, you can go to Amazon, on as well. My books are on Amazon. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm on YouTube. And I have a podcast that is called Training Them Wisely. And I actually, this week, I'm coming out with um, the Ephesians Bible study for adults, kids, 
teens and preschoolers so that everybody can do it together and a prayer Bible study. So that's coming out. It's actually published right now, but I'm going to announce it tomorrow. So I'm, yeah, so that's where you can find me and I'd love for them to check it out. Oh, thank you so much. I've really appreciated our conversation. I learned heaps, absolute heaps, and I know my listener will as well. (laughs) I've loved it. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey mama, I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed mama.